Hello and welcome to Mother Mother, a podcast from the mom friends you need right now. Because this shit is hard. I'm your host, Emily Ferris, a writer and married mom of two in Kansas City, Missouri. While Mother Mother is technically a parenting podcast, this isn't a podcast about kids. It's a podcast all about the experience of being a mother. You can learn more about the podcast and my guests at mothermotherpodcast.com, though I think there might be an issue with my security certificate right now. I'm working on getting that fixed. And you can join the conversation anytime in the Mother Mother Podcast Facebook group where the password is tired. If I sound refreshed, it's because I've been gone for two weeks and I have to admit the time off was really, really nice. So nice, in fact, that I was like, uh, should I quit doing the podcast? I recently accepted a full-time job, which I've mentioned a few times, and I'm writing a book that's due in September. So as I'm sure you can imagine, that is a lot. On top of, you know, having a husband and two kids and trying to keep my house from looking like a condemned daycare most of the time. Now, I didn't exactly mean to launch a podcast and take a full-time job and get a book deal all at the same time. They're all good things, but it's a lot, and it just sort of happened this way. I was supposed to launch the podcast a year ago. Um, I talked about that a little bit in the first episode, so if you want to go back and listen to episode one, you can hear more about the details of that. And I got the idea for the book while I was waiting to launch the podcast the first time around. Then the job offer came from an editor I'd freelanced for for a long time, and it was kind of out of the blue, but it was too good to pass up. Now, to add to all of that right now, my husband, who got laid off during COVID and has been kind of the the primary caregiver and school dropper-offer and picker-upper, he just got offered sort of a dream job. And I'm kind of freaking the fuck out about childcare and how I'm going to get everything done. So all of this is to say that I am fucking exhausted. I do everything for this podcast by myself. And so far, I've made a whopping $6.35 on affiliate sales. So I am not exactly in a place to hire help. But then over the break... I got this voicemail. Hi, Emily. This is Ashley calling from snowy Seattle suburbs. Just wanted to tell you that you're awesome and give you a voicemail since you said you haven't been getting too many. Um, Thank you for acknowledging that motherhood is a shit show. It is beautiful and wonderful, but it is also messy and a shit show. And the more we're real about it, the better. So thank you again for just being real and down to earth and fun. You are my new favorite podcast, so keep it up, and happy holidays. I mean, who wouldn't be moved by a voicemail like that? And you know how to stroke my ego, Ashley. Thank you. Anyway, that was enough to help me decide to keep going for a while at least, and to make this week's episode about all of the things we as moms can just let go of in 2022. And then, because of course there's an and then, there was a mix-up with scheduling my guest, And I honestly almost said fuck it to all of this, but then I made three decisions. The first is that I've hired someone to help with a few things behind the scenes starting next week. So now, in addition to being a very time-consuming labor of love, this podcast is now costing me money out of pocket, like more than all the money I put into it before I launched. And for full transparency about the business of podcasting, and more specifically, the business of this podcast, when I ask you to leave ratings and reviews and tell your friends about Mother Mother, it's not about my ego, though, you know, I like a good review. It's about sustainability, which includes my mental health, uh, regarding all the things I mentioned before I played that last voicemail. Once I get my listens up to 10,000 downloads an episode, this podcast will technically be sustainable. 
And until then, it's just not financially or mentally. And I'm not going to keep doing it forever if it's unsustainable for me. But based on all of the downloads and amazing feedback I've gotten so far, I think I can get there. But I really do need your help. So please, please, please keep sharing and telling your mom friends about Mother Mother. Okay, the second big decision I made came after a conversation with a good friend who is also a podcaster who has a public radio background. And she threw out the idea of Mother Mother being a seasonal podcast. I always intended for this to be an ongoing thing, putting out a new episode every week, but also I don't want to die. So without giving away too many details that I totally don't even have nailed down yet, I will say that we are a little more than halfway through the first season of the Mother Mother podcast. Now, when this season wraps up, I'm going to take off some time to finish my book so that, yes, I don't die from lack of sleep. But then I'll come back next fall with another season. I promise I'll come back, but I'll still be online and in the Facebook group and all of that. And maybe I'll like pop in with some surprise bonus content or something if I'm if I'm feeling it. And in the meantime, I am really excited about all the guests I have coming up for the second half-ish of this first season, and even some I have lined up for season two. Okay, the third and final decision was that after the scheduling mix-up with my guest, which was entirely my fault for waiting until the last minute to schedule it, I decided to go solo for this week's episode and make it an AMA. For those of you who aren't familiar with AMA, it means Ask Me Anything, And I posted in the Mother Mother Podcast Facebook group inviting members to leave me questions via voicemail, which anyone can do anytime by using the little red microphone icon in the bottom right corner of mothermotherpodcast.com. So we're just going to get right into these questions, and I'm going to answer them. Here's the first one. Hey, Emily. It's Kate Seeley Kirk from Albany, New York. I was wondering uh, if you could tell us a little more about the Mother Mother theme song. And what came first, the podcast or the theme song? Are they, you know, was it commissioned for the podcast? It's insanely perfect and uh, relevant to the podcast. And I love hearing it every time it comes on and just wanted to know a little more about it. All right. Hope you're doing well. Oh, I love this question. And I love Kate. Hi, Kate. I know Kate from political stuff back in New York in the village in God, the early aughts. It was a long time ago. And now we're both moms who no longer live in New York City. Anyway, I love this question about my theme song. So this podcast might not even exist without the song. So uh, back when Teddy, my oldest son, was 10 weeks old, um, I leaned kind of heavily on parenting groups on Facebook. But the groups I was in didn't really feel like they were full of my people. There were a lot of anti-vaxxers, among other issues. So I decided to start my own mom group. And when I was trying to come up with a name for the group, the Tracy Bonham song Mother Mother from 1996 kept coming to me for one line in particular where she's like, I'm hungry, I'm dirty, I'm losing my mind, everything's fine, which I was just kind of like scream, whisper, singing. But she says, I'm hungry, I'm dirty, I'm losing my mind, everything's fine. Now, the song back then was written kind of for slash to her mother um, as like a woman who had gone out on her own. It's like, mother, mother, I'm fine, telling my mom I'm fine. But it felt so relevant, especially that line, it felt so relevant to being a new mom. Because I was dirty and hungry and I was losing my mind, but I told everyone that everything's fine. Um, So when I made the demo pilot for the show back in 2020, way back when in 2020, um, and when I had a co-host, I had used the song, the Tracy Bonham version, for a theme 
but I was told that before we could even like pass on the demo, I couldn't use it if I didn't have the rights. And I knew that I like had to have this as my theme song. Like I couldn't do the Mother Mother podcast if I didn't have this song as my theme song. And there was no way I could afford rights to Tracy Bonham's version of Mother Mother. So over the course of just a couple of weeks, I like furiously was emailing labels and managers and I got cover rights to the song. Um, it, it cost money, but I, I was like, I will make this happen. And then I had my amazing friend Jocelyn McKenzie cover it for me. Uh, Jocelyn, as you can tell from the theme, is an amazing singer. I met her back in Brooklyn. Actually, I met her on the subway. That's another story. Um, she liked my hat. But Jocelyn put out her most recent album, Push, on Ani DeFranco's label, uh, Righteous Babe. And it all felt just like very 90s girl power meant to be. And actually, Jocelyn was in the process of recording and fundraising for the album at the time. Uh, So Jocelyn recorded this cover for me with her now husband, Harry Bowles. And I I love it. I love it so much. So, Kate, I'm going to play the whole thing for you right now. I think I'm allowed to do that. So here we go. I miss you. I love you. 
Oh, that is so good. I actually, I, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I haven't listened to it in its entirety in a really long time because I'm usually just like scrambling to get the episodes done and I have it kind of clipped and muted where I need to use it as an intro and outro for these episodes. And it was really nice to just sit there and listen to it. And I love it so fucking much. It's so good. Um, I have a fantasy. It's a, it's a loose plan, Jocelyn and I made, that someday when the world is back to <laughs> normal, someday when it's safe to like go somewhere again, that I will go back to New York and do a live recording of Mother Mother. And Jocelyn will play the theme song live for my live recording event. So um, get your vaccines and let's get this fucking pandemic over with so we can make that happen. Okay, um, let's move on to the next voicemail. Hi, Emily. This is Mary from the Mother Mother OG uh, Facebook group. (laughs) I'm so excited about your podcast. It's great. Um, I just wanted to say my question is about having a game face for the playground. Uh, I have a three-year-old and often the sort of social lessons come up and, you know, somebody shoves him, somebody runs into him, or he takes a toy from someone. And I try my best to kind of I don't want to swoop in too much, but he is only three. So I try to sort of mediate and all of that. And then I, I find also it's kind of difficult for me with with the other kids' moms or sort of like, oh, my God, let's 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 contain this issue. And I'm like, oh, it's OK. What I really mean is like we don't have to make a big deal out of it. But also that's just my instinct is to try to just get rid of the problem because I'm very introverted and I'm like, oh, it's fine. but then I realized that as a mom, I have to step back and actually participate and kind of, you know, represent what the right solution is for the problem and also try to be gracious and, and try to all of those things. Um, and I'm just not good at it. And I I thought I would get better with time, but I sure haven't. So I'm wondering what your, um, what your take on that is. And thank you so much for making the podcast. Oh, Mary. Thank you for your voicemail, but what on earth made you think I was qualified to answer that? I'm in no way qualified to answer this question, and not just because I don't go to the playground. (laughs) I haven't, I've maybe gone to one or two playgrounds since COVID, but only when I'm sure there is no one else there. Um, Like, I'm really unqualified to answer this. Um, I'm also like socially awkward. I have like some social anxiety. I feel like I'm good one-on-one. And I'm good like one on a thousand, but like one on three or four or five or six, I will make an awkward, inappropriate joke and things will go poorly. I don't have great advice. I am not Janet Lansbury. I hope that maybe someone will will give us a voicemail for next week with better advice for you. Um, I guess if you're forcing me to tell you something, I know you're not forcing me, but I said ask me anything. Um, I would just keep in mind that like, if you're feeling anxious about a situation, the other moms might be too. But also, if you're feeling really anxious, your kid might sense it. Um, So I guess that's what you're asking for, like the game face. So maybe just remembering that like the other moms probably feel awkward about the situation too and being like, oh yeah, like, okay, like this happens. It's just a playground. This happens. Like keeping in mind that maybe the other moms aren't judging you as much as you think they are. That can help you feel more relaxed around your kid and maybe even in turn around the other moms. And Maybe just like make an awkward, inappropriate joke. I don't know. Clearly, like I said, I am not qualified to answer this question. I'm sorry that I failed you, Mary. Hopefully someone else can help. All right. 
next voicemail. Hey, Emily, I have a question for you. I know you've talked about annoying mom influencers, and I've heard some talk that a few big Insta accounts are actually shady and not run by moms. So I'm cleaning Social House for 2022, and I want to know from you who is actually worth a follow. Thanks. Ooh, this one's juicy. So I have also heard that some of the big mom accounts aren't actually run by moms, um, just people looking to make money. And it honestly makes a lot of sense because moms like to spend money. I know that in my first year of motherhood, I spent more money than I probably spent in the 10 years combined before that. So if someone is like looking to capitalize on content on social media, I can see how they would uh, create a big mom account. That said, I don't really follow a lot of those big mom meme accounts. They kind of feel like McDonald's for the brain. And some of the content they're putting out is just like so cliched. Like I never want to see another fucking wine mom post or like, like my kids are the reason I drink. Like, look, I drink. I have kids. My kids are not the reason I drink. In fact, if I didn't have kids, I would probably drink a lot more because I like parenting hungover, especially when you have small kids, is the worst thing in the world. Also, parenting is harder, even after a glass or two of wine, especially with small kids, especially in a pandemic. Anyway, a little bit of a tangent there. My guests and I did drop a lot of handles for momfluencers that we like to follow in episodes four and five, though the episodes were kind of critical about momfluencer culture in general. We definitely did talk about a lot of moms that we do like to follow. And I said then, and I, it's true, I prefer to follow women, parents, um, people who identify as mothers, who do something, create something, and they are also moms. So I'm just not into like the big mass market mom accounts. I like to follow real people doing real things who also have kids. For me, I don't necessarily connect in person or on social media with moms whose entire identity is being a mom. Not that there is anything wrong with that. But as I mentioned earlier, like I have a lot of shit going on in my life and being a mom is not my only identity and it doesn't completely define me, though obviously it partially defines me. I have a, a podcast about motherhood. But um, yeah, I prefer to follow individuals who have interests beyond being a mother. And I did link a lot of them in the show notes for episode four and episode five. Uh, so if you want to go back and look at those show notes or listen to those episodes again, there are um, plenty of links there for moms you can follow. Um, and when you go back, you might notice that it says season one, episode four, season one, episode five, which is a new edition slash update. And again, for the record, no shame to people who identify as a parent whose whole identity is being a parent right now. Sometimes I wish I could be more like that. That's just not how I am. I have a lot going on. So I happen to connect more and be more interested in following accounts that have other things going on. But no shade, all the love to all the moms. Um, thank you so much for the question. Oh, and I will say this. I just want to shout this out now that someone's given me an opportunity. There is one giant mom account 
I stopped following, which was taking care of babies, when I learned that she made multiple donations to Trump's campaign. And then when people called her out on it, she shut down her comments. And then when she finally did respond in her stories, she's like, I'm sorry that you're feeling so hateful about me. And I was like, bitch, please. And I wish I would have never given her $30 for her PDF that actually didn't do me much good. Because then I hired a sleep consultant who changed my life. And I'm going to have her on as a guest soon. So stay tuned for that. Okay, next. Hi, Emily. First of all, thank you so much for such an awesome podcast. I'm on the uh, last episode, so almost have listened to all of them. Um, Wanted to ask you to paint a picture of your house for all of us. And I'm curious, you know, as I'm listening, I'd like to picture where you are, what you're doing, what, you know, how you keep your house clean if you keep your house clean, if you care. <laughs> and if you hear somebody in the background, that is my son who just decided to lay on me. So anyway, curious to hear a little bit more about you and your home life. All right. Thanks, Emily. Uh, was that hot cross buns in the beginning? I hope so, because I'm pretty sure it's public domain and I won't get sued for playing it in my podcast. I'm kidding. Those baby noises were so cute. And this is exactly the kind of softball question I've been waiting for. Uh, To paint a picture of my house for you, if you want to see actual pictures of my house, Apartment Therapy did a home tour in 2018. So I will drop links to that tour as well as an update to a room I did in 2019. And Romper did a tour of my kitchen maybe in 2019. Um, but I live in a really old house. It is uh, It was built in 1916. It's an arts and crafts bungalow. And when apartment therapy did the tour, we all lived on the main floor. I had one kid at the time. And we had this second floor that was in need of cosmetic renovations. And we just didn't have the, the resources to make it happen. Um, so Teddy's room, my oldest son, is the first room we did on that second floor. And then during covid we finished the rest and did a bunch of musical rooms. It's it's very convoluted, but like um, there there is no main suite in our house. There's no full there isn't a full bath on the second floor. So when COVID started, I was in this room that is now the playroom, but it was my office during lockdown until I got the shed and the room that was the nursery before lockdown and the playroom during COVID is now my closet slash dressing room so I can have my clothes by the shower. It's a whole musical rooms thing. So we have an old house with lots of tiny rooms. None of them are perfect. And we're actually about to swap. My husband and I are about to swap our bedroom with Teddy's room, which will be a whole thing. So yeah, old house, lots of tiny rooms. One benefit to having lots of tiny rooms is that um, if I need to clean quickly, like say there's a lot of kid shit everywhere, I can just like throw it all in the playroom and close the door. So you can't really do that in an open concept, though I assume that people who have these big open concept homes are either cleaner than I am or have a housekeeper. Uh, So to answer your other questions, I don't keep my house as clean as I would like it. Um, I used to have someone who would come and actually like clean it once a month before COVID. And I just had someone come before Christmas and she did all the floors. And even today, I was looking at my toddler's socks that I took off before bath time and they... He was running around the house in them all day, and they are practically black on bottom. And I just had someone do my floors like two weeks ago. But I have two small kids and two 
big dirty dogs and we are not a shoes off house. Um, I don't know if you remember those videos of that were like shaming people for having shoes on in their house. And I'm like, listen, I am more afraid of like what would get all over my bare feet inside my house than I am of whatever germs I'm going to bring in from the outside. Thank you very much. Stop shaming me with your shoes off videos. Anyway, TLDR. Um, I will show you pictures of my house. Links in the show notes. I do not keep my house as clean as I would like it. Also, I really hate to admit this, but I'm totally one of those people who will scramble to clean my house before someone comes over and then I'll be like, oh, sorry about the mess. Like, I literally fucking hate that about myself. Maybe that's something I can let go of in 2022, if it will ever be safe to have visitors in 2022. All right, last question. Hello, Emily. I have a question which might be just really particular to me because I'm super not confident about DIY stuff in my house and um, waiting for the day when I have found someone else to do something and blah, blah, blah is also just kind of a losing proposition, like needs accumulate. And I see the projects that you take on in your house and it's not that I can't like look up a how-to type thing. But how do you get the confidence to follow instructions and believe in your heart that you're not going to, like, destroy your house? Because um, I don't have that confidence, and I see that you do, and I'd like to know about it. Thanks. Ooh, another house question, and I love it. Maybe I'll just, like, start another podcast that's all about DIY. I'm kidding. I don't have fucking time for that. Okay, first of all, I don't follow any instructions. If I bothered following instructions, I would never get anything done. Um, around this time last year, I was trying to get my our main floor had some splinters like in a main thoroughfare on the wood floor. And so I was just like using sandpaper to get the splinters out. And then I realized there were some pretty big gaps between some of the planks. So I just had this can of polyurethane and I was just like pouring it into the cracks and kind of letting it settle where I had sanded. Um, now, a flooring person would tell you that they might have to redo the floor of a whole room to get a scratch out. And that is total bullshit. I mean, if you want it to look perfect, yes, you can give a flooring person thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to fix that. But... I, I do Band-Aids. I do cosmetic updates and I do Band-Aids. Um, I don't take a sledgehammer to a load-bearing wall. And if you don't know what wall is load-bearing, I would say like, don't take a sledgehammer to a wall. Uh, don't mess with structural things. But otherwise, like you're not really going to break anything. Um, you know, like turn off the circuit breaker before you change out a light fixture. Um if you do a bad paint job, you can paint over it. Though I did have one really terrible painting experience when I was doing what is now Teddy's room, which will eventually be my room. I painted the room, put on the second coat, probably a little more quickly than I should have. I'm a little impatient. And then the paint started peeling. And you know that scene in Black Swan where she starts to like pull back her cuticle and then her goes up her hand and blah, 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 that whole thing? Basically, that was like the walls of this entire room. And I realized that in this very old house, someone had painted um, with latex paint over oil paint over wallpaper. 
And then my two quick coats of latex paint had like lifted the wallpaper, like the top of the wallpaper off the cardboard backing. And it was a disaster. So like things might happen. You might make mistakes, but your house is not going to fall down or break if you do a bad paint job. But I will also say that like when I decide I want to do a project, I like have to do it which I'm sure, again, is somehow related to my ADHD. And if you don't feel like you have to do it, then maybe you could wait or like take some time and make a plan and read some instructions if you must. But it's not rocket science. It's not brain surgery. If you're not comfortable with electrical or plumbing or structural stuff, like don't fuck with that. But have some fun with paint. Just have fun with paint. Make that your first step. Just paint something but not your kitchen cabinets, because I've done that three times. And it's a huge pain in the ass. So unless you know what you're doing, don't do that. Also, I know who you are. So, uh, you know, I can help you with some of this stuff. All right, that's it for the voicemails. But I will say that's a pretty good turnout considering I asked for these questions at the very last minute and nobody likes leaving a voicemail. But seriously, none of you asked me what I'm wearing. Well, if you didn't ask, I'm not going to tell you. We'll just save that for the next AMA. And maybe someone will think to ask me then. But really, this was super fun. If you want to continue this conversation or ask me more questions or answer poor Mary's question about the playground, come on over to the Mother Mother Podcast Facebook group where the password is tired. And you can always find more information about the show and my guests at mothermotherpodcast.com where you can always leave me a voicemail. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to Mother Mother. If you're loving the show, please, please, please tell your mom friends, either on social media or in real life. And please also rate and review Mother Mother on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. The more people who listen, the more time I can spend creating great episodes for you. I'll be back next week with a new episode and an actual guest. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Our theme song, Mother Mother by Tracy Bonham, is performed by the amazing Jocelyn McKenzie with Harry Bowles. Bye. Starving.
miss you. <laughs> <laughs>